And we are live, guys. First time we started on time, so go us. Hello and welcome once again to From the Dark, a conspiracy podcast. And should we say welcome back? We did have a month off. There was lots of stuff that we had to do. But we are back and we have a great episode for you today. I am your host, Ian Kelly. I am joined by my two co-hosts, Dave Stevens and, of course, Dara O'Connor. And today's show is a really, really interesting show. And we have entitled it The Watchers, Giants and the Nephilim. And what better two people to join me today to speak about this particular topic. Welcome, guys. Hey, guys. What's up? It's a great day to be from the dark, everybody. How you doing? It's pretty bright out here in Ireland, but still, we are from the dark, so um, it's uh, it's going to be a great show. Uh, I just want oh, just just want to remind everybody there, just straight off, if the, you know if they want to send in the can in the chat, and we'll read it out, and we'll be able to see it as well on the screen if they want to pop up something. Definitely super interested in what you guys think. So throw your thoughts, and then I'll answer any questions you want today. I'm game. I'm game. Dave is ready for today's show. <laughs> he, is he is hyped. Ready. He is hyped up. He is ready. In the States right now, it's what, like 1, 1 130, 135, is it? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah. 130. So Dave is literally coming to you guys live from the dark and ready to uh, ready to roll <laughs> into this. Um, guys, I guess the best place to start would be, I guess the topic is the Watchers, Giants, and the Nephilim. Um, Dave, I guess you should start on this. I'm, I'm kind of what's intriguing about this topic um, and why it is something that we did actually decide to go with this month. Well, I mean, I guess the first thing to address is what the heck are the Watchers? What do we even mean when we say that? Yeah, uh, There's lots of different perspectives that you can take. Every civilization, it seems, across the entire planet has some story of a creator God-esque being coming and teaching them some sort of knowledge. The aspect that we're looking at today is maybe the more biblical, some Sumer thrown in there. So how we're defining watchers are essentially that little fragment that you see in Genesis 6 or, and yeah, Genesis 4, 6, what, you know, this is a great time for me to forget how to quote the Bible, but the point is, <laughs> in that book, um, that that line about how there was a time when the angels were watching the planet and they came down and they commingled with the women and their offspring turned out to be giants. And the concept being that they were supposed to be observing humanity and instead they betrayed God and they interfered. And now I'm yeah. going to go look up that Bible verse that I've been so, repeating in my head about so, 20,000 times. Genesis 6 verse 4, right? That's... Gen, gen, so yeah, so um, we're going to we're going to get a bit more kind of biblical on this than other from the dark episodes because you kind of have to like you can't you can't really do this topic without it, you know. So the first uh the first kind of uh, section we're going to look at here is actually from Daniel the book of Enoch and then Genesis six. So yes, uh, if I can pull up Genesis six, see, uh, yeah, if I can find it here, yeah, so here it is here. 
there were giants in the earth those days, and also after that, when the sons of gods came, when the son, sons of God came into unto the daughters of men, and they bore children to them, so they became mighty men, which were old and men of renown. Genesis six, verse four. So, what that basically means is, um, the son, the sons of God, the angels came down and mingled with human women, right? Yep, and there were about uh, two hundred of them, is what we are believed. Well, what what's interesting about this is, it says in general, right? So men of renown. So these are these are not only these are nobodies, right? These are not nobodies. They're like actual big everyone that we would think of. So like Heracles, Ku Cullen, mm. uh, um, any kind of hero, even the gods themselves in in ancient mythology would fall into this category. Which, which is why I think it's so, so very interesting to to cover this because it's something that one you don't really think of that much, and it puts a lot <coughs> of the pieces together. Which is you why know, it, it absolutely does, and I think what's great about it is to really understand this topic, you kind of have to put yourself back in the mindset of a second temple Jewish scholar, because mm. those are the kind of thoughts that they're quoting. So those are the kind of things that they're looking at when See they're the picture right there? this. See the picture right there, the black and white photo, Michael? Scroll to the, yeah, right in the yep. middle. Um, something very similar there, Dave, that we, we had talked about earlier. Um, there was, you know, there was actual supposed uh, people that said when they said giants, they meant, you know, some as big as like 12 feet to 13 feet. So obviously when we look at books today and we look at giants, like in the, the Genesis 6 there, volume 2, we think of, you know, people as tall as buildings. Mm. That, that, that's kind of where I suppose some of the folklore and some of, mm. some of the, uh, the people putting their nose up at it as just being fabrication comes from. But when you right, look at this, yeah. an actual photo there of a guy, um, looking pretty pretty close to 10 feet at least i'd say um, I'd, say, I'd say on average we're talking eight to nine feet is a very yeah, reasonable exactly yeah and it seems yeah. that over time they got smaller and smaller as the lines became delineated for well, sure for well, sure well see for that's sure. it you know it's like one of the most famous giants that probably everyone knows is david sorry is um goliath andre well andre, <laughs> andre. <laughs> it but, is andre uh, is a uh, goliath you know and he was slain by david yeah so yeah, that's that's the one that everyone would know. And then you kind of go, well, where did that come from? Where did that happen? Mm. And when you start realizing this, it gets a bit deeper. So that's why I'm saying yeah. everyone's like, oh, they're talking about Bible and all that. It's like, yeah, you kind of have to. It's a good kind of lead way in. But, you know, we have when well, we will get into the giants in more detail. So hold your horses there for everyone who's kind we'll of get there. We'll we get to get the there. giants. And there's a lot to talk about. Maybe even Andre himself will we'll touch on. But that's I want true. But I want to go back here and kind of give a bit more context. So keep in mind, Genesis 6, this is like where we're all, this is what we're all kind of basing on. This is like the first real um, reference Scriptures, to it. Scriptures, right? I suppose, yeah. Exactly. Um, the next one is the Book of Daniel. The Book of Daniel, um, again, there's three references to the Castle Watchers and the Holy One. Um, and it's also uh, Nebuchadnezzar is brought up as well, who was one of the one of the high kings of, yep. uh, you know, mentioned in the Bible. So hold on one second. Gonna yeah, one of the things you mentioned there, Dara, is how uh, they were men of renown. A great yeah. way that I heard somebody describe this is these were basically cultural heroes. Yeah. Um, like uh, you would, we would think of like Thomas Edison as a culture hero. 
uh, because you know of helping harness electricity and lighting the world like that that kind of concept so that's when they say that that's what they mean like it's about people when we're i'm talking about the watchers here that helped humanity maybe introduce new technologies and whether those technologies are used for good or evil well that's that's what we're going to get into but what's what's interesting about the book of daniel right probably anyone who hasn't read it the book of daniel um his gift was he could dreams right mm-hmm. he'd have a series of dreams of prophecies and king nebuchadnezzar would um or he'd interpret them king nebuchadnezzar would have dreams and he'd be interpreted by uh daniel right so so i want to read this verbatim in the book of daniel there's three references to watchers the first term is introduced by the nebuchadnezzar says he watched a watcher a holy one come down from heaven he describes in his dream that the watcher said that Nebuchadnezzar would eat grass and be mad and then be punished by the crave of the watchers who demand the world of the Holy Ones that the living may know the Holy One rules in the kingdom of men. After hearing the king's dream, Daniel considers for an hour and then responds. And because the king saw a watcher, a holy one come down from the heaven and say, chop down tree, the tree and destroy it, but leave the, stomp, leave the stump of the roots in the earth bound with a bond of iron and bronze. And it's tender grass for the field. Let him be wet, mm. the dew of heaven, and let his portion be the beasts of the field. Moving on a bit. You shall be made to eat grass like an ox. You shall be wet, the dew of heaven, and seven periods of time shall pass over. You shall know that the most high kings of men will give it his will. So what that basically means is it's promoting this kind of new establishment, right, where these are going to be ingrained with humanity. Where we see this, is somewhere else is in the Babylonian religion, right? Babylonian religion is crazy. It's crazy awesome. I love the Babylonian religion, right? But Nebuchadnezzar was king of Babylon, and you start seeing these really big figures, right? That are shown up, and there's something referred to as um, the Nephilim. Yeah. And also, this is where Zachary Zitchin's, Zachary Zitchin's books come in and his work on the cuneiform tablets that talk about this kind of stuff. So, what I will say is, you know, so people will run down the Bible. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm not getting into that. But from a historical standpoint, if you cross-reference certain stuff, you're like, well, there's stuff here, you know, and this is one of the really big topics and it's, you, you can't start anywhere else. But I will, uh, I'll actually chime in and second no, that as well, because no I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, uh, have been since I was like 17. When I left school, the only kind of subject that I, I took up just out of my own personal interest was history. And I was a big mm-hmm. fan of Alexander the Great and Macedonian history. And there's also a lot of references within that as well, um, which cross to be cross reference to what to kind of second your point there, Dara. Yeah, well, that, well, that's it. You know, it's it's like a lot of the cultural stuff that we would kind of assume is either BS or we have an attachment from it. It's not that it's BS. It's that we mm-hmm. have that that massive detachment. And also, uh, yeah. as Dave said, delineation from it. So like even even around the time of the Babylonians are talking, what, 500 BC, yeah, uh, even earlier, the bloodline was already getting diluted. So exactly. at that point, it already was quite diluted from the when the fallen angels apparently came down, right? So we see this again, even with um, other religions, shall we say. In Greece, Apollo, there's places where Apollo actually was supposed to have walked around and he yeah. just showed up. So what more than likely happened was these were just really, really famous people, you no know, folk heroes, and they kind of were reimagined. And that's probably the best way to look at what Worship. these 
giants Nephilim were. Like, For sure. You know, they had this connection. Yeah. That, and they're obviously huge. You know, if you see a 10 foot tall lad, you're like, yeah, okay, fair. And then he has these powers, <laughs> you know, and we're like, all right, you know, we'll listen to what you have to say. Yeah. So, so th- this is kind of where we start seeing the first references for it. And the book of Daniel is great because it does kind of link up a lot with what we know from Babylon. And, you know, you can, you, it, a lot of stuff has been thrown off from there. But yeah. it's interesting to see that there are some kind of precedents towards this. The well, next to be fair, before Dave oh, comes in as well, because Dave is pretty well up on this too, I was just going to say, when we look at it, you know, to go on what you're saying there as well, Derek, these aren't just like, these aren't just the babblings of some random people who had nothing better to do that all lived in the desert in some sort of scene from uh, Monty Python, the Holy Grail or mm. the Life of Brian. <laughs> yeah, right. These, these are, these are um, I suppose, um, some very, very primal people that were, were trying to put the writings of what they had seen with their own eyes and trying to articulate it in the best way possible. I guess, and that's, I guess that's what you were saying, Dave, like, or Dara, um, a lot of these people, like we say, articulated it for people of that time. So that's why a lot of people of today, and even of the last, say, 50 years, can't really understand what the priests might be saying to them in a mass of any type of religion. Yeah, um, it's, it's, we've lost the, we've lost the context for things. And yes. The reference point. Exactly. Exactly. Bingo. That's what I was trying to hit on earlier with the fact that you have to put your mind in the mindset of a second temple Jewish scholar, because this is exactly what you guys are talking about. They're working on things like the stories and the oral traditions of the Titans from Mm. Greece. And that's really kind of the same story as the Watchers. And since you mentioned Daniel, before we skip past that, it is the only place in the Bible where they actually mention the name watchers yeah. uh, peter will later allude to it it gets alluded to in jude and they're all clearly reading these extra biblical texts that aren't canon per se but it's something that was clearly in their mindsets and it was something that was very familiar to them so they make references to them so when we talk about things like the book of enoch which aren't actually in the bible but talk about biblical figures it's not saying it should be canon. It's saying this is what the people who wrote the stories were referencing. This is where the context is all coming from. Well, what's interesting about the Book of Enoch, it's not canon anymore, but it was. Unless you live in Ethiopia. Well, that's fair. Yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> Ethiopia, you know, Ethiopia, no, it's true. Too. It is. <clears throat> it's also apparently where the Ark is as well. They're the only, only, they're the only uh, active Christian religion with a living history of the Ark. Yeah, there's there's also um, there's also claims to be made in some recent studies, which we will get into on another show. Um, but there are people coming out with something very similar with the art and saying that there's a reason that the world that the world leaders don't want us to travel to the Antarctica. So I'm just going to throw that out. And yeah, I've heard, I've, I've heard that, too. I've heard but that we'll, we'll come back to that, though. We don't want to give yeah. too much uh, I want to I want to set the stage if I can for a moment on something with the watchers that's the really important to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, because really, if we strip everything away, if we strip away the the, the, the giants and the Nephilim, the the point of the story really is that there's there's sin, right? That that's the whole point. There's sin in the world, and the question becomes where does the sin come from? If you ask most people who are Christians, they would say, oh, well, it comes from the fall. It comes from the fall of Adam in the Garden of Eden. Well, that's one. 
It also comes from the incursion of the angels, the watchers coming down and defiling humanity and essentially trying to create their own population to go against God. That's number two. And then you have, of course, the story of the Tower of Babel, which is number three. So it's those three things together that come that create what we consider to be sin. So the whole story of the New Testament, the whole um, the whole context of what Jesus is there to represent, it's not just to save humanity. Wow, I sound like a preacher. It's not just to save humanity from the original fall. It's, it's actually to, it's to, to save. It, yeah, it's actually yeah. to save them from the incursion of the angels and the fall and the Tower of Babel. It's exactly. all of this wrapped it, together. It's all this kind of stuff. And that's why when you remove the context of everything that came before, or you simplify it to what you just said, all from the original sin, it's like, no, it's got to do with all of the sin that happened before and all of the challenges that humanity had before this point. And yeah, I know it sounds kind of preachery, but it's just the way it is. It's the way it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, very much so. It is the way it is, yeah. I guess if I'm on the preacher mode, I'll just I'll take it to one step further before I back off a little. And that's this is the only story that explains why demons exist. There's no other explanation in the Bible for why demons exist. It's actually never even explained. It's in the book of Enoch. The concept is that the fallen angels, however they copulated with the women to create offspring that became giants, when giants died, because they were this weird hybrid and they didn't have a pure soul, what escaped from them became demons. Yeah. And that's what then filled the world. So if you don't, so that's why this whole thing seems so bizarre. But if you don't understand Genesis 6, 1 through 4, then the story of Noah makes no sense whatsoever. And that's why it was. That's why it's kind of puzzling that it was excluded from the Bible yeah. for so long. I think it was first excluded during the, at the Council of Nicaea. Mm -hmm. um, Clement or, fought for it. Yeah, he did. And it was, you know, there's there is an argument to be made for it. And I would say that once you read it, stuff as you said, like demons and angels, kind of makes sense. But we have to talk. And look, you can find it online. It's very very easy to find um <laughs> but like i would say definitely read it uh it starts naming all the different gifts that were given to humanity from these foreign angels also what's interesting on this point and i will you know as someone with a background in classics i will kind of bring up points one of them is actually um one of the sibylline uh, oracles so in ancient greece there were oracles who would tell the future right and they're they're the whole different things and there's like the delphi one is the real famous one but apparently uh ariel who taught humans how the signs to taught humans the signs of the earth is also one of them as a sibylline mm. oracle but referred to as a fallen angel in the book of enoch so there's a lot of crossover even at this level the book of enoch apparently was written around the second century bc yeah, I think so, that that's that's the earliest we have of it. But but again, yeah. much like all of Jewish literature from that time, we don't know how long it was passed down. That's Th true. This could be or, a millennium old story. Yeah, yeah. our oral traditions go yeah. way back, so we don't know. Uh, it's but kind of sad that we don't know. But it's th very sad. Mm. The the whole sad. I mean, gosh, don't make me cry about Alexandria right now. <laughs> it's it's too early in the morning for yeah, me. Yeah, I'm kind I'm kind of with you there as well. Like I said, Alexander Great was uh, was my hero, even though I never don't even know what he looked like. <laughs> That's fair. 
that's fair. That's fair. But um, the main thing about the Book of Enoch, it does actually kind of explain that the Great Flood wasn't just to get rid of bad humans. It was the only way to get rid of the Nephilim. Like, it was the yeah. only way to do it. Depends um, on who you ask, right? Yeah, and it was saying, so here, <laughs> reading from Wikipedia, eventually God allowed a great flood to rid the earth of the Nephilim, but first sent Ariel to warn Noah as to not eradicate the human race. But that's important. Yeah. You know, like, why were we warned and they weren't? We were warned yeah. because it wasn't to kill us. So, very interesting. Very, very interesting. And something that, you know, if you haven't read the Book of Enoch, do and it'll give you a bit more appreciation to this kind of stuff. But let's kind of move away from the Book of Enoch now. Yeah. Um, well, and, and there is a, there is a baffling question that comes up, which is it, the, the verse we were talking about in Genesis talks about how in those days and after. And the question is, well, if the incursion was before, if the flood came and it wiped them out, how can there still be giants? How are we still finding them in the Americas? Like, well, what, what happened? Um, if you look at the lineage of Noah himself, it seems at least ancestrally that he probably had the giant blood in him. So yep. it's this weird, we're going to save humanity, but we're still preserving something at the same time. It's, uh, but you know, what? Know, maybe, it, maybe you can't kill your own sons. Maybe I think I it's also let Abraham do it. Right. Listen, just couldn't do it. it's like saying, how is the undertaker six foot nine or 10? And then you look at his mom and dad and they're like, probably, five foot nothing you know what i mean it's like how does two dark-haired uh individuals have a redhead child it's well, in the it. blood it's, it's in, in their the lineage yeah and i think yeah. that's that's probably it you know because uh, we don't know how long the fallen angels were um copulating with humans so it's like the same you know with yeah, neanderthals no copulating with, with with apes or beforehand you know we don't yeah. know what happened yeah um so it's kind of like there's all this kind of crisscross stuff but what is interesting is after a certain point, joints, like real joints, disappear. Like completely just disappear from humanity. Like with yeah. the exception of one or two uh, individuals that would end up in, uh, you know, circus circuses or something like that. You wouldn't really see them that much. Yeah. But where we would see them is around, you know, in Greek mythology, for example, you have the Cyclops. Mm -hmm. uh, race who were there who were the same size as giants you know they were preserved through um, all these great heroes were you know seven eight foot tall you know that was just how they were you go back further into ancient Greece into Bronze Age Greece and you see the Cyclopean walls walls that were built that had to be built by either massive people or machines so which one was it? Humans can't build these things. Can can I chime in with something that might be a little bit more modern, just for maybe people that might be struggling with this a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's literally your show. Feel free. Of course. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not my show. It's our show. Um, no, because on what Dara was saying there was really good. And I thought just before we go further back, my background, as you know, is pro wrestling. And I know mm. the history of pro wrestling inside out. And Dave and Dara, I know you guys do as well. If we go back to the carny days or the carnival days, which was mm. basically circus days, okay, in the United States and not just in the United States, in Ireland as well, um, and, and probably many places around the world because that's the, they're the two main kind of, I suppose there was an element of it starting in Ireland. But anyway, when we go to the United States and we had these guys, 
they were given information that there was these giant people around. Yeah. Okay. And they would actually go and scour the land looking for these giant people. And oftentimes they would get one or two who were like seven, four, you know, close to eight foot, El Gigante type people. But like this is back in, in the early 1900s to late 1800s and possibly even before then. But when actual circuses and carnivals came around and became a thing where they would market it and kind of have them as the freak show. Um, they actually went looking for these because they had it on good, good authority that um, these giant people lived. And that's exactly how they call them giant people, you know? Um, and they just thought that they weren't from this planet, you know what I mean? Because they weren't wholly educated. They were just obviously solely getting these guys to make money. But um, so it is a thing. Mm. Um, I it just is. thought I'd throw that in there. No, and we will, like, when we kind of go back up more modern, particularly with what the Smithsonian apparently did with yeah. the Americas, it's the best kind of proof that there's, you know, there is evidence of this kind of stuff. Yeah. But just to finish up, before we move away from the Book of Enoch fully, and the, the watchers are known as the Elohim. So obviously, uh, you know, that refers to, that's like their biblical name, the Elohim, um, or Elohim. Forgive my my. <laughs> Abrahamic pronunciation. I'm, you know, that sounded not, good. That sounded better than what I could do. Elohim. Oh, look, I, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. But uh, the Elohim. 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 Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. There is the actual thing uh, from the whole Genesis from one to four yeah. there, and that's where this comes from. But as Dave said, you know, with the with the Book of Enoch going into more detail. We understand that this forbidden knowledge and the sin that apparently was to be washed away was this kind of stuff. So cosmetics, weapons, magic, all this kind of stuff, stuff that humans didn't know about that was just kind of given. And what's interesting, I want people to consider this. In the history of humanity, we went from basically apes to Babylon. That just happened. Yep. So, and some things we're going to be talking about, like Atlantis and stuff like that, we will get into. There's lost time there. There's lost time. So, stuff has happened that we just don't know about. Well, it's like a certain type of people came and said, we don't need this knowledge to be released. So, there's going to be a time gap there. Not pointing fingers at anybody in particular, but, you know, (laughs) I I think that's what we're insinuating. Well, it's more just in its... It's its real. In its in its and it's actually in its actual historical content that we have that we're provided. Yeah, we are told nothing, 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 everything. Just like two thousand and twenty, literally. Well, that's it. You know, there's a good quote from Marx, and it's the only time you'll hear me quote Marx in a, in a positive Lenin or Marx in a positive. So I think it's Lenin. He said, um, uh, it, "There's times in human history where decades." feel like weeks and where weeks feel like decades and 2012 is 2020 is kind of like the one that we have now you know very true very but, true. uh it's the only oh, positive yeah. well, quote. Didn't, isn't that like that einstein saying of how like uh sitting next to a very attractive girl for one minute can feel like an hour but like sitting alone for an hour can feel like a minute like something that that's very stuff. true because true. Our, paraphrase, we've all we've like all that. had that where we saw that one girl that just took her eye and you couldn't get her out of your mind for like 
I don't know. It's just interesting that that's an idea that's percolated through history. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I, that's the reason I attacked that on there. It's a good one. I like it. So we're going to go back uh, before we jump into the joints. And this is we're, we're, we're not going to go too long today, guys. We're only going to go about an hour. So I do want to kind of do more stuff on the, the Smithsonian and what they've kind of done there to to um, to kind of hide this. But this is more kind of stuff from the Encyclopedia Britannica, um, where you can find even references to Ezekiel, the fallen mighty men, yeah. and stuff like that. So whenever you're reading ancient texts and you're hearing this story of, that sounds ridiculous, of these men of renown, these big heroes. And we, you know, uh, in, in Ireland, right? Yeah. Who, are, who are our heroes? The two of the Danon, right? Yeah. Big, huge gigantic like we have the giants causeway that was the whole story where you know um there were two giants fighting each other and one yeah. of them pretended to be his uh his son yeah. and then when your man came to the door he's like wow that's the size of a son as a baby i don't want to see the dad yeah you know, and that's, we have these incredible little tales from even going back to our history our culture Kukulin, um, yeah native Cullen, same thing yeah. eight yeah. foot tall um wasn't Baylor even involved? In like, Baylor was a demon eye. He was, he was a was, demon, but yeah, king, like king of, but he, he had the one eye of power essentially, king, right? So yeah. King, yeah, yeah Baylor was the king of the demons. Yeah, right. And he had the eye, and when the eye opened, the world ended. But even the Dagda, right? The Dagda, the eye almost. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Dagda was where we get the harp from. Yeah. And he was the the god of uh, maybe the, the god of Ireland. Like he was married to Eru, who was the the personification of Ireland. Yeah. And his he would be so big that he could like fill up his his cauldron or they like, carry around like his drinking cauldron yeah. and have sex with Aldrew and that would renew the earth and his harp would wake up the earth from its slumber and renew the harvest. This stuff sounds mad. It does. Then but... when you think about it, you're like, okay, was it an allegory or were these big people actually there and they were trying to reinterpret in such a way because remember the words that come down to us from the past are their analogs for things that they it's knew history. It's, history. Not, it's, it's not only history it's like and it's like um you know you see trying to describe a beautiful sunset to somebody who's never yeah. seen a sunset before what are you going to say you're going to be struggling because you're like it's kind of like this it's kind of like this so imagine that, but for this kind of stuff, and then it gets through the lens of history where stuff is taken out and added in and stuff like that. So there's just one of the whole point of this episode is to be like, look, reconsider this. Giants were probably real. And this but that's what, way more uh, sense. Just, just trying to say that it's history in the eye of the beholder. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Mm. You know, it's a very psychedelic worldview almost yeah. of there's a realm that you can experience, but there's no way to express it with words that will convey sure. any meaning. And yeah. um, something more back, just to briefly touch back on the Bible, because I know we're about to fast forward. Um, another thing that's really fascinating is even the story of the Exodus. One of the first things that happens yeah. is that Moses sends people forward and they get into the land. I believe it was Canaan. And they yeah. get into the land and yeah. they come across these giants and they are so afraid that God says, no, you have to spend 40 years in the desert. It's like, what am I supposed to do? I tried to wipe these things out with giants. I freed you guys. You won't take care of them. I mean, that's actually what the whole story, even when you get into um, 
po- uh, post Moses is, is, all, is all about. I mean, it's the <laughs> the tour is about giants at the end of the day. It's kind of fascinating. And it's yep. just a small little segment that they put in. And if you take it out, though, nothing else makes sense. I mean, it, it well, if you take giants out of human history, a lot of stuff doesn't make sense. Right? It sounds kind of bullshitty. Yeah, it does. I, oh, I, it sounds mad. You're right. It I sounds do. absolutely mad. I'm that right. sounds can crazy. I, can I you ask know? you a question, Dara? Sure. Can, can I ask you a question? No, because I know you're well well versed in this. Um, I read something recently over the last couple of weeks that that there's kind of been a false narrative portrayed that you know it was the the, the Nordic people, you know, the Scandinavians that were the Vikings. They were all six foot to seven feet tall, and they were mm. big Vikings. And the Celtic were the small guys. You know, wearing skirts and showing their balls and ass to everybody, uh, you know, on the sides to the right people. It was actually kind of a lot of story being proven now that the Celts were actually quite big people as well. Then, yeah. And, and it's funny, it goes ba- based on that. Like, we weren't all five, you know, we weren't all five foot two little midgets, you know, fighting off these, you know, seven foot beasts. The Celtic people, it's actually shown. And also, this adage of red hair is completely false as well mm. um it was it was blonde hair very very nordic looking as well it was basically white people you know what i mean mm. well you get a lot of giants have red hair and six well, fingers Ian, on, on that point right yeah. gaelic people are not the same as celtic people so while mm. obviously Excuse the Celtic, you. you know and that's kind of it like <laughs> the gaelic people you know have always been portrayed as you know what you're saying and that makes perfect sense and it goes back to our gods our you know war warlike history where it's like pagan pagan history pagan history but it's it's and that's kind of what it is you know when when you're looking at these people and you actually look at through that lens you're like this makes a lot more sense and then when you look at stuff that was built like newgrange and that how was that built by by people it doesn't Why make is Newgrange not talked about? You know what I mean? It just it's it doesn't make any sense. It's crazy. You know, it's just like it's just there, and uh, even the tombs, the Dolom tombs. Yeah, they're they're the fourteen foot high. It's like it's the most who incredible. Built these? It's one of the most incredible structures that was not built by leprechauns. No, there's no way. But <laughs> I'm saying, even and I'm but saying even, that to the world. But even the whole term of leprechaun, leprechaun is an insult to Luke, who is the king of the gods, like not king of gods, yeah. but like master of all it was an insult to luke so anytime that's used it's incredibly offensive because it is something that was to mm-hmm. put the pagan religion of ireland in its place yeah and that's what it kind of was you know but what i will say if anyone wants to read a book from today read steve quayle's book uh genesis six giants you can get it on amazon still um so get it while you can before you know this stuff gets um, yeah, I don't think yeah, it will. Still a, still a bit of a lockdown going on there now as well. So you know, yeah. what I mean, people, you could probably read this book. I'd imagine Dara within a couple of days. Oh yeah, I I I read it over a weekend. It's not, it's not crazy hard to read. Yeah, it's very entertaining though, and it does kind of stuff we're talking about. It goes really, really deep, very fast into a lot yeah. of the stuff. Yeah, and it's stuff for anyone worried. Oh, it's going to be all biblically. It's not, but without it, it doesn't make sense. But no, this, if, web, if, sorry, sorry, go on. But one no, thing, was, yeah, 
I was just going to say, like, if, even if you want to strip away, forget this, forget about uh, the biblical tales, forget about uh, the Mesopotamian tale, Mesopotamian tales. And I'm not even talking about Zachariah Sitches, even Oxford College, like there's translations back this stuff up. Forget about all that. Forget about the religions for just a second. What have we found out in just the last couple years in science? Um, hobbits literally did exist. They found the skeletons. Um, yep. Denisovans. We now know that there literally was a race of giants that they found bones from. So, yes, these are, you could say these are fairy tales and these are allegories and all of that. However, these are actually real species that there are scientific names from in peer-reviewed scientific literature. So, yes, some of the stuff we're talking about, about it's angels coming down and they were teaching forbidden knowledge. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But what you can't deny is that species of very diminutive size and very large size definitely cohabited with humans. So the fact that our oral tradition would incorporate them in some way is really not that far-fetched. Well, if you think about it for a moment, right, and this website, genesis6giants.com, is great. It has a lot of good links. You can link to obviously buying the book and stuff like that. But um, what's it there? Ancienttext.org. And sacredtext.com is actually one of my favorite websites to read. Um, that's just a big repository of text from mm. everywhere. Um, but look, it, it isn't even a solely Christian thing. It isn't even a solely no. European thing. No. The Epic of Gilgamesh. He was giant. Li- it was giant, right? It's like, come on. Like, <laughs> it's there in front of you. He's not a giant, then I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, and when you think about it, if you wear, if you wear, like the whole thing of Hercules, for example, and I look, Hercules is great because everyone knows who he is. Mm. The deeds that he did would not be possible, even at six foot tall. You'd have to be at least nine or ten foot tall to wrestle the Nemean lion, who was in itself a giant. You know, to be able to hold the world up on his shoulders, which is obviously a metaphor for something, but these giants the scope of them are so big we're like well there's no way a man could do that you know it had to be someone of huge status right or huge stature and um even the kings you know going back um kings wasn't something that was given it was something that was born into so where did these lines come from mm. you know so R-H something to bear negative, but, well i think man. i think it's R-H safe to say <clears throat> i think it's safe to say and, and like we said in the interest of uh of keeping this show going for people because people like it. Mm. Um, I am the heel of the show as always, uh, but <laughs> but I promised I promised my comrades that I won't uh, I won't say certain things. But however, it, it does prove it does <laughs> prove that there is a certain element in the world that for a long time have been hiding information from us. Whether you want to call that the elite, whether you want to call that, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Well, that's just it. You know, knowledge is power. And the thing about it is, exactly. we're, at the moment, we have the internet where you can research this stuff. Yep. And, you know, obviously, don't believe everything. Don't Look, don't even believe everything we're saying. Because we're Please just providing... Follow Dara's advice in don't believe everything. But but definitely, it's the, the, the best way, because this is, you know, from the dark, a conspiracy mm. podcast, the best way... To, uh, to, to, to follow your gut and, and either believe or not believe in something is if it seems kind of odd to you or seems kind of real to you or whatever, it's a good chance that the, it might be. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Um, not every, we're not the team. <laughs> this is my favorite one. This one is great. The Vatican Giant. That's new for That's me. I haven't seen well, Dara, that before. looks like you kind of angry on a stage. Uh, that does, yeah. <laughs> you know fair. what I mean? That's <laughs> uh, someone, someone just brought up a great point in the chat. Um, Hagrid in Harry Potter is a half giant. Does that mean when he dies that a demon enters the world? I don't know. Potentially. Interesting. Potentially. I don't J.K. Rowling will have to add that or whoever that writer is of those books. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I haven't seen Thank that. Thank you for that. Thanks for thanks for grabbing that in the chat. I got a I got a text I got a text from a friend of mine there watching as well. So it's good to know that he's watching. And he's like, Ian, who who on earth could you be talking about? I'm like, <laughs> I yeah, plead, well, you, yeah, I plead, I plead the fifth. Hey, well, look, um, I would say no. You know, if you're talking giant, you got to plead the sixth because for some reason they always okay. have six digits, six fingers know. exactly. Six but fingers. I, I, well, I here's the well, thing: make well. America great again, so I don't want to be. Can I address something that Ian said before we move to this, Dara? Sure. Yeah. Because he wanted to play the heel, so I'm going to play babyface. Because I want to put this in historical... <laughs> I do, I do. I want to put this in historical uh, perspective here. Because Ian essentially just played Babylon. So I want to play the Israelites. Because he was talking about the fact Ooh. of... Well, you, you got to. Now. Yeah, I am. Because the concept that he was talking about is this whole thing that seems to happen in really every culture of forbidden knowledge being given from one group to another and i'm sure when we get into atlanta it's another show we'll really get into that but oh yeah i something that i've always held very dear to my heart and is how i'm going to present this is maybe that's not a bad thing that certain knowledge is uh revealed at a certain time just like any technology can be used for good or bad um if you look back at the mystics of the 1800s uh, 1800s, like Helena Blavatsky or even Rudolf Steiner into the 1900s, when things decide to get released, regardless of what it is, once knowledge is presented from a mystery, it can be taken and used either way. You can look at what um, what happened in World War II and how things were used atrociously, or you can look at how things were used beautifully to enlighten and bring us to places of higher consciousness. So it's such a hard decision. When is humanity ready for the knowledge? <laughs> well, so I have a good that's rebuttal. Really the I have question. a rebuttal for that. I have well, a rebuttal for that. All right, what's your I rebuttal? Think, I think I'm going to be the baby face in this one now, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. First of all, my rebuttal is what an American thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> You're not ready yet. You're not ready yet, but you'll never be ready. So we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Oh, but you, you uh, will be ready. Okay. Second, second, second rebuttal is um, who who died and made you God to decide what's best for humanity? It's it's our knowledge. Period. Is it though? If the yeah, if, if for yeah, sure. what if the knowledge if is Israel coming like from if Israel, the knowledge is coming from the divine? Well, then you it's really not up to us. But you meant Israel. Well, Israel certainly not from the. Divine. Israel's a tailor-made country that only has about uh, the Israelites. The Israelites. I was playing the Israelites. Well, yeah, this like, what I'd say is because even before I want to keep well, the Zion's. Yeah, they're, they're, I want. I want, I want to keep there's up. like I want to bring this back, guys. I know uh, where yeah, this is going. That's your Come fault, Dave. I bring a fair point. Well, what I want to say is I want to keep it away from the 20th century as much as possible. I'm well, like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm actually, I'm actually talking about past yeah the past and how it's and always been disseminated like it why has is no, it an issue? For, for why has this and always been an issue of whether or not humans 
can have this knowledge. I mean, no, I agree. Greek I mythology, agree. it's the same thing. Like, oh, you gave them fire. Now you're, you know, you have to be persecuted. For well, the see, rest that's of the thing. Life. That that's the whole thing, and that's what the Nephilim in general have been punished for, right. because they give humanity yeah. stuff that they shouldn't have. And the reason for that is, remember, we have free will, yes. so we can kind of do what we want, which is mm -hmm. crazy when you think about it from a creator. Imagine your Sims going off and doing whatever they want, like, and then giving them nukes probably going to go bad you know and that's yeah, but what kind of happened ever, right have you ever heard the theory of that um because it, like in this time and in fairness dave i was only teasing you in fairness it was it was no good, i mean i want to see how you do in this handicap match i mean i'm good. glad it's not in person because you're much bigger than both of us hey. <laughs> <laughs> no it's um no it's 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 just a good i like that because it, it's a good idea because one of the theories and this obviously lends itself as well as that these uh, pictures are great by the way yeah, that's Especially, what you're about. No, they are cool. But with the whole idea of, um, you know, with the whole Black Lives Matter things that's happened at the moment as well, a lot of things that, no, no, it's it, trust me, there is a point to this. Um, there was one guy who, who was on YouTube, and I, I will find the name. It was regarding um, about where is white people's culture. For example, we look at Africa, we know where that comes from. You know, we look at the Middle East, we know where that comes from. But a lot of people think that the blue-eyed white man, you know, the uh, the Nordics, or like I mentioned earlier, came from the likes of Antarctica. You've probably heard that theory, yeah? I mean, in the interest of my current employment and future employment, I'm just backing away from this topic. No, do you not understand that, though? <laughs> I, I, know but, what you, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, but what, what they were trying to say, that's only an idea. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's true. It, it's a theory, you know? Well, yeah, it's it's... Okay, it's the, it's kind of the theory of the root races that yeah, you get into. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. No, I'm yeah. not saying it's right. Not at all. And that's all. why I'm saying that. That's actually why I mentioned World War II because that's one yeah. of the terrible oh, yeah. things that the Nazis did. If you actually look at the Nazi platform, yeah. it included yeah. Atlantis as part of their platform because they sure. took Blavatsky's teachings and they twisted it around. Sure, that, that's and, when and I say just, like, and oh, just, when and the interest of my future employment as well. I'm not agreeing with that either. So I'm and not. No, and look on that point. This is why I want to stay away from the 20th century as much as we can, because um, the real society and stuff like that that all happened, German occultism, early 20th century occultism really got into that stuff and it ended really badly. So just again, when you're looking at this stuff, make your own mind up, but yeah, realize that. that it might not all be true. Some of it might be true, but we do know that a lot of stuff has been twisted. So just keep yeah. an open mind and do your For own sure. research. And so when you, when you wonder us, why does stuff are, not come out, I mean, but none of us are none of us, us are bigots yeah. here on this show, or no, nobody's nobody's. Oh, that topic like, didn't even. When you say you know, when you try and bring up a point, you can't be shut down and say that you know that, that it's a bad thing. For example, mm. because it's not. Um, it, it, we're talking about history here and the ideas of possible history. So yeah. if you don't like one element of it, you know it's. Uh, you shouldn't be shut down without being able to finish your sentence either. Oh no, definitely, definitely not, definitely not. I just, I, I'm just conscious of the time that we have. We're already gone 45 minutes, guys. Yeah, let's call it a day. But not yet, not yet. <laughs> Early? Are you not ready? Yet. He's like, I lost the handicap maps. Let's call not it a day. Fine. Oh, I didn't lose it. Secret. I didn't lose oh, it. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. Guys, guys, guys. No, mm -hmm. I just, uh, I'd rather do this without the, uh, without the gloves. Oh, right. this is what's gonna break my heart, man. We're gonna we need go to get to, to this. guys. We gotta get to the main event. We gotta get to the main oh. event. 
The main You're event. Right. John Cena must go on. <laughs> the main event is this one. The gloves are off for this one, guys. Ian, go nuts. Dave, go nuts. Ian first, man. I so, don't even... this one, so this one is I probably... hate that you're using Gaia for this, by the way. Uh, that's me personally. It, look, okay, well, we can go to, you know, we can, we can do whatever you guys want. But... And bring, bring us some Hugh Newman. Yeah, we medium.com. Fair yeah, enough. medium.com. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot, a lot. But oh, that's I'm... actually literally. <laughs> yeah, medium.com. But Gaia is pretty good because it has, you know, a good rundown of it. So, I'll start with you, Ian. So this conspiracy is probably true. We do know that the Smithsonian is a big repository for stuff, like the Vatican mm-hmm. would be, like whatever. Where do you stand on this? Because there's a lot of evidence that appeared around the early 20th century and then just disappeared. Where do you Similar stand? Similar to what I was saying earlier, it's it's the powers that be trying to destroy evidence of, of a culture that probably came before them. And, but why? And, and, well, t- to have the power to, to create a narrative. Like, why not? You know what I mean? Um, if you look at, for example, if we, if we want to look at, say, the Vatican or anything like that, okay? Um, if, if there are certain things that we were held, so we're not, we're not creating, we're attacking now something that we've been brought up on, you know, Catholicism, the Vatican. Um, it, it's quite clear that if there are joint skeletons found, okay, it was somebody that that did it, okay, and it was somebody that wanted to hide something. Now, I think Dave, you mentioned earlier as well that uh, you know there was a possibility, or you kind of maybe touched on it, that there was a possibility that a lot of knowledge was given from these people, okay. If that certain knowledge, what go back to that? That's surely fake. Uh- well, it's 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 not it's what it is is it's an indigenous culture's representation yeah, of, okay. of what it was of what it in was, South yeah. Africa, not actually a giant stepping into. But the that sun. And actually, I know that because but, I watched his lecture on it. But that basically. actually is well. There's a bone. Yeah, that's a bone. That's a femur. So, wow. come wow. on, like right there, so, there's there's undeniable proof here. Yeah. That, okay. You okay. know. Well, upon, upon seeing that then like okay so if this if this race has been wiped out and they're basically trying to destroy evidence and, and take away you know any evidence of the these giants existence then why that's what i'd like to know ask that question to yourself not people listen ask that mm. question to yourself why and who are these people and then and then tell me if dave is right if he wants to go for round three uh, that that we're not ready to know this yet. I, I'm not talking about giants that we're not ready to know. I think we are ready because it's the layman bringing that one out. When I talk about I know, things I'm just that teasing, we're not ready I'm to just know. Teasing. No, but this is a really, really important point that I think people need to understand. When, when I make that statement, it's about um, not necessarily even technologies, but spiritual technologies. Um, even if you're talking about seances and stuff or... Uh, introducing yoga to the West from the East. I mean, it can be used for a lot of good things. For every, uh, for every, for every great person that uses it for enlightenment, you have Kahneman like Yuri Geller. So, you know, it, it's tough. But I'm kind of was talking about deeper things that I don't really even feel necessarily comfortable talking. I don't even know what. Hmm. 
That's that's a tough one. But I got to talk about this uh, Smithsonian one because well, um, before it you do, really before, bothers me. Before you do, right? Yeah, so okay. I, I just want to read this verbatim from the media. Right, right? The, case, the case against the Smithsonian was made by the American Institute of Alternative Archaeology, the AIAA. The irrefutable evidence came from the whistleblowers within the Smithsonian who admitted the existence of documents that allegedly proved the destruction of tens of thousands of human skeletons reaching between six feet and 12 feet in height. Mm-hmm. A reality which mainstream archaeology cannot admit for various reasons. A spokesperson for the group, James Kerwood, explained there has been a major cover up by the Western archaeology institutions since the 1900s to make us believe that America was first colonized by Asian peoples migrating uh, through the Beirut Strait 1500 years ago, sorry, 15,000 years ago, when in yeah. fact there was hundreds of thousands of burial mounds all over America, which the natives claimed were there long before them and show traces of highly developed civilizations, complex use of metal metal alloys, which the skeletal remains were uh, frequently found beneath. A turning point of the court case was when a 1.3 meter long human femur bone was shown as evidence to show the existence of such human bones. The evidence came as a blow to Smithsonian lawyers as the bone had been stolen from the Smithsonian and one of the high level creators in the mid-30s and the bone kept all his life with he admitted on his deathbed was uh, the operation of the Smithsonian. It's a terrible thing to be done to the American people, he wrote. We are hiding the truth about our forefathers, of, about the forefathers of humanity, our ancestors, and the giants who roamed the earth recalled in the Bible and ancient texts of the world. What's important Absolutely. about this for me is what I said. This bit here. This is where your proof comes from. Mm. These massive burial mounds, these huge structures. You know, there's a reason why in Ireland you don't go to the bur- you don't go to the ferry forts. What do you think they are? Yeah. Well, you know, Crazy. it's it's. I know I seem to quote Graham Hancock in nearly every darn podcast that we do together, Dara. But I mean, this is one of his biggest things was forever was proving that the Clovis first theory was completely incorrect, and that is exactly what you're talking about here. Is that nobody was in America previous to this is fifteen thousand. 15,000 to 13,000 years ago is what people strongly believed. And now we know scientifically that that's not true. We know scientifically it's back at least 40, 60,000 years, possibly 130,000 years. And we have all of these mounds where skeletons were taken out of. Now, there is something in the Smithsonian's defense. Yes, they did cover things up, certainly. But actually, and this is a... hmm. This is a tough one, I know, just a stomach, but a lot of the skeletons and the reasons that we no longer have access to them is because of certain laws and legislations that were signed that allowed them to be repatriated by the Native Americans for their own culture. So Mm -hmm. we no longer have access to them. America as a country had to give them back up. So that's probably a good thing for their culture, but at the same time, they're not letting the knowledge out to us either and now it makes us look crazy when we say hey um there were these giant people and there's burial mounds and there's uh, the problem obviously is if you look online most of the pictures that you see are are complete nonsense not the ones up on the screen right now but like of giants like if they're photoshopped a lot of them were created for a you know photoshop contest in 2000 but look there are real stories it really did happen but what i would say i'm just you know as we're bringing to a close yeah there's obviously no smoke without fire usually. All world religions have three things. A creation story, mm-hmm. a war with giants or angels, and a destruction story. So what's more believable? 
either everyone is wrong and making it up or something's being kept from us. And that's all I'll say. That's, yeah, me you too. Know, that's all I'm going to say as well. You know, like for me, as someone who's who has been to these places, who's been to places in Greece that have these crazy walls, who lives up the road from Newgrange, it's yeah, like, listen, that's true. Yeah, listen, I'm sorry. There's no way people made that without either incredible knowledge that we don't have anymore, or without some kind of supernatural help. Be magic. Or, we say the or, same, or whatever. You say the same for Egypt as well. You know? oh, oh, Egypt is case in point. Yeah. The same. But even you're looking at the, the seven wonders of the ancient world. Um, most of them don't exist anymore. And the ones mm-hmm. that do exist um, very nearly didn't. So, you know, we know that the winners write the history. So whoever won obviously has expunged this. But it's very what Say what you want, will about the structures. Oh, they were built by feats of engineering. Great. Who taught them the engineering? Yeah. Right. But when you find pictures like this, what is that? Right. I mean, I mean has any really big drumstick? I mean, okay, the, the debunkers are gonna say, Well, was there was there any kind of tests or you know, done on this? This could be the piece of wood made to look like a you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to look at it from both sides there. You will you will have people say that and that's fair yeah. and, I, and i would say that's fair but then, i welcome it yeah i welcome yeah. it too but what i'd say is there's a lot more evidence here talking yeah. about destruction around the same time that's verified yeah you have pictures as well that show an average man and then the height and then what you said you know look at wrestlers andre the giant right these outliers or these people are still gigantism is the thing obviously we are going to say but like, look at this. Well, if you go back to there, Dara, right? If you go back to down to that, to that, I'm an average guy, right? Mm. As in terms of height, anyway. I'm 5'10. That's mm. pretty much average height. Yep. Like, six foot. there you go. I'm 5'10 as well, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. What's that? You know what I mean? That's, that's, if that was pretty much what was walking around, um, that's pretty big human beings. So this yeah. gigantism kind of thing that well, they, I- it, since we mentioned gigantism, yeah. it, it's very, very important to note that all the stories, all the bones that are found that we talk about in these giant stories did not have gigantism. They no. did not suffer from birth defects. There was no, no they, deformation. They just, Everything was proportional. What I'd say is, you know, when you're using the scientific method, which is important to use, right? Yeah. You can use it with anything. You look for causality and you look for patterns. Mm-hmm. Every single culture talks about giants. There's evidence that would suggest great human beings just existing. So what I'd say is, as far as a conspiracy, we made a joke that this is the only conspiracy on the show that is the conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's pretty true. I'd say, look, wrapping up Steve Quayle. That's such book. a great Socratic method technique you just used there, Derek. Props to you. Thank you. Um, Steve Quayle's book, Genesis 6 definitely read it um that will answer a lot of the follow-up questions which i wish i could go into but we can't or we'll be here all night um because there anything you want to say before we wrap this one up put this one in the well, i definitely between the two of you i definitely always have a list as long as my arm of books that i need to buy this <laughs> 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 is only the third episode no i would like to close and saying this is pretty cool because this was one that probably to the listener looks like it got heated between me and Dave Stevens. <laughs> it did. Oh, we're having it out at some point. We're, we're, we're going to juke it out. No, it's, uh, guys, it's all love. I mean, at the end of the day, these Absolutely. are talking points. 
um, and, and they're they're good talking points as well. But uh, oh, yeah. for me, I just hope people keep listening and join the show. Um, I love working with you two guys, and uh, long may I continue. That's it, and, man. and uh, follow me on Instagram at V Dave Stevens. Same handle on Twitter, but don't follow me there. Follow me on Instagram. Make sure you check out the Wrestling Rewind. Tuesday nights, if you're in Ireland, it's on Phoenix FM in Dublin. You can also find it all over Facebook, Twitter. We're on every platform you can imagine. Um, Except Mixer. Except for Mixer, RIP. I second second that. I'm going to just throw my my Twitter handle at Dynamo's Dozen. Also on Twitter, at Dynamo's Dozen. So both the same on Instagram and Twitter. Dynamo's Dozen on Facebook. Uh, Again, we're audio, so we're on every platform. And a new show. At ASI Podcast, which is American Sports Ireland, we cover all the sports in your beautiful country, Dave. Uh, we cover NHL, hockey, and uh, football. So please check that out. We'd appreciate it. One thing as well, guys, if you want to, if you have a topic that you want us to talk about, you know, let us know on in the comments below. Probably the best way to do it because it's most immediate. Um, you can email us nerdsnowmedia at gmail.com or if you're on Facebook. Go over to Facebook from the dark and you'll be able to find us there and we'll throw up a poll maybe. But we're always we're, we're kind of podcast that it's your show too. We like yeah. it, we like to, to be interactive. So if there's something you want to hear about, let us know and uh yeah, we'll cover it. But guys, that's gonna do it for this. Can we say you know? one thing? Can yeah, we say of course. one thing? Just as an idea to see if people would appreciate it, because Dave and myself were talking today in the group. Uh we had an idea to talk about Atlantis on the next mm. podcast. So if people want to say yay or nay to that and see if they would be interested in it or, or whether it would be too heavy, that'd be good. If, if, if not, something else. Hey, I'm cool with Atlantis. That's uh, that'd be really fun. Good excuse to break out the old classic books again and <laughs> talk about it. But yeah, yeah. Like, I just picked up Ignatius Donnelly's book, so I guess I'll have to crack it open. I'll tell you what, two more, two more fucking books within the space of five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, hey. uh, let us know. Look, we'll throw Atlantis up there. Uh, if you guys want to let us know, yay or nay, and um, keep an eye on the Facebook page for uh, for when the next show is. Nerd to Know Media as well as when that's also going to tell, tell you. But From the Dark is the best direct way. The three of us are there. And uh, thanks for everyone who listened. And guys, we will see you next time here on YouTube, Facebook, all that good stuff. From the Dark. Bye, guys. Da, 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 da.